Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Welcome citizens, New Amsterdam Radio starts now. It's another week, season 10 as it is. You know, I know I said this last week about how far you've come and what it means for the brand and show. But people always ask me when I start uh, an interview with them, they go, how'd you get started? And it's always a funny story how one accident led to the other. And I talk about this in the book, Graduation Day, available now on Amazon, but it's still pretty cool to see how a rushed into my phone podcast while I was on my walk turned into what this is today. NewAmsterdam.com. We have a dope interview with Kim Hayden. Uh, we're talking about all about energy and what it means to to balance the the author, producer, entertainment side of life with the show host and and also being a, a dope human mom, uh, wife, and realtor as well. Uh, you're gonna love it. I think Kim brings a lot of perspective and juggles those balls. I was like, juggle those plates. You spin plates and juggle balls. I, I have no idea. You're going to love that. That's coming up after the jump. But of course, some housekeeping is in order. NewAmsterdam.com is a website at NewAmsterdam on that Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on that X formerly known as Twitter. And, you know, it's Flobo Boys, the mayor in the mayor's office. As I'm recording this, I'm actually getting ready to head out to the United Arab Emirates. I'm going to be covering a sporting event over in Dubai. So my first time going out there. And it's kind of interesting how one creative endeavor can lead to other creative endeavors and that can lead to other opportunities. So always keep yourself open for opportunities. Um, as uh, they used to say in church growing up, always be ready for your blessings. The promo code is Flobito. The website is SeatGeek.com. You see, when I'm trying to see what's going on in my hood, I use my promo code Flobito to get $20 off my first order at SeatGeek.com. So my concerts, talking about baseball games, basketball games, hockey games. We're talking about monster truck rallies and more. Make sure you check out SeatGeek to see the best ticket in town. And you can use Flobito as your guide to unlock some savings. As for me personally, um, I'm good hanging out, getting ready for the holiday season. You know, as if you're a long-term listener of the show, you know that there's that holiday slowdown aspect. I think we'd be slowing down for the first time as well. Uh, we might be uh, taking a little bit of a hiatus, or we may stack some episodes. Haven't quite figured that part out yet, but I do like the fact that now more than ever, people really have returned to keeping the holidays about family and, and, and hanging out more. I know when I was younger, I was frustrated about that, but I realized... I'm just swimming upstream. There are just some people, there's some businesses, there's just some industries and lanes that see November 1st and go, all right, see you guys in January. <laughs> and that's what it's just going to be. If you find time to hustle or you find time to make your brain work in the meantime, you're just doing extra credit at that point. But of me rambling and, and shaking my fist at the end of the calendar, let's get into it. Here is my chat with Kim Hayden. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creators. It is I, the mayor of Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office, hanging with people who are much cooler than I. Kim, we're talking about energy and Kenna and all these fun stuff. I really feel like I've known you for 30 years. How's it going? It's awesome. I am freezing. Okay. I am freezing. It's too early for snow, and I'm getting way too old for snow. Um, but yeah, I'm awesome. Everything's good. 
I've been too old for something for like 20 years. I mean, I moved out to LA. I went to Florida first for college and then moved out to LA before that because I couldn't shovel it. I was over that. My dad would just yeah. throw the shovel in the bed and be like, you know what to do. <laughs> it's go time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the, the most common uh, fear for anybody over 50 in Canada is not death. It's falling on ice and breaking something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just, this is It's a standard rite of passage. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people I know that have broken an ankle, an elbow, a shin, something on nice yeah because, do you uh, do you admit that or you come up with a story and say oh man i was uh you know oh no anybody that knows me i am the most uncoordinated human being that's still alive because everybody less coordinated than me is probably dead <laughs> so <laughs> Wow, that's that's uh that's enough to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I miss the mosh pits because the mosh pits of the 80s was the only way I could dance because I was flailing around doing my Elaine. Yeah. Um, but everybody thought I was moshing. <laughs> Wait, Elaine. Oh, wait, are, are you a, a punk person? Were you a classic? Oh, punk? I was I was a punk person big time wow. in my youth. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Let Always me know. an outlier. Always you still have outlier. a pair of Doc Martens in the back, or I do. Oh, I have yes, my docs. I have docs. I have boyfriend <laughs> boyfriend jeans, or now it's like grandpa jeans because of how old I am. Um, I do have pink hair. I love Cindy Lauper. I love like the Arrhythmics. I love you know New Order, Sex Pistols, Depeche Mode. That was my jam. Um, right. And yeah, I I I I'm not going gracefully. I'm like everybody goes right. Ooh. I love, see, I have, I'm known as unique. Everybody tells me unique, just so you know. I know what the word unique means. <laughs> right, yeah, I, I get that too. What's interesting is that all those songs were like, like, avant-garde back then, but I played them at weddings now as a DJ. It's, it's like. <laughs> I know. I want to be the official wedding crasher. Free food, free booze, best music. Oh, oh yeah. The like, thing is, people, if you have, if you find a chair, no one ever says anything. You just say you're a cousin of the groom and it's go, oh, okay. So uh, could I come and like couch surf and just like stay with you and hit all the, uh, hit all the, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a great networker. I'm a great networker. Throw me anywhere. And everybody goes, whose aunt was that? Whose grandma was that? <laughs> Holy shit. The first time I tried caviar was at a wedding because it was such low risk, right? <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm not buying this. This is just <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, talk about suffering our faces. Uh, so the one of the cool things about having the show is I get to talk to people that are, are from different walks of life, but it seems like you have all walks of life rolled into one. So you're a podcaster, you're a realtor, you're also a good person when it comes to tasting music. Like, how do you describe yourself at parties when someone goes, "What do you do? How do you wrap it up into a nice package?" Um, basically I help share stories. It's, oh. if it, you know, when I, that's my whole thing. I believe people's stories matter. I believe that we can't learn if we're mute and, uh, we repeat history when we forget. And so I really believe stories matter. And, and I did real estate for 22 years. So I was top 1% for about seven of those here in Canada. So, yeah, so I, I did really well. I was, I was very blessed and being from Kansas to Canada. I mean, I learned, I got from my early, yeah, I'm from Wichita. I'm from okay. Wichita, yeah, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. And I got all my early childhood sales training through Girl Scouts and I crushed it because I was, I was, I was raised broke. I was yeah. so poor growing up. And the only way I was going to Camp Seekawak in Kansas, in Wichita, Kansas, which was our summer uh, Girl Scout camp, was if I earned it through selling all the cookies. And I had the best Girl Scout leader ever, Nancy Greenstreet, which I found out 
years later was actually a real estate agent also. Like, oh, knew? wow. I didn't know this until after I like 10 years after I'd been in real estate. But uh, yeah, with real estate, I was always just sharing a story because at the end of the day, great. It's a house. It's got four walls. It has a sink. It has a toilet. It has the, you know, it has all the same stuff every other home has. But what's the story? Mm -hmm. How can and, and what I found after selling 1500 homes was really fascinating how homes attracted similar people. So if I had a couple that lived in a home for seven years, they had gotten married and then moved into this house and then had kids. And now they're expanding up into a larger home. The people that came behind and bought that home were yeah. eerily similar to the original couple that bought that home. Isn't that freaking <laughs> out though? Does it feel like we're all living the simulation? We're all like, oh, I want this. And it's like the same thing over and over again. No, I think human beings, we all want the same thing. We just Aww. want, we just want to be accepted. We want to be safe. We want to be heard and valued. We want to be able to have a family if we choose to have a family, be able to walk our dog in a safe neighborhood if we want to walk a dog or have a dog. Like, I don't think human beings anywhere globally are actually very different. Mm -hmm. I, I think we're all just doing the best we can. Right. I was and, so. and that, and that reflects in our, in the housing that reflects in cars. I mean, that reflects in everything. That's why they, the, what was it? Starbucks did that incredible, crazy. I'm going to design the pumpkin pie spice latte. And they actually built out their avatar right down to a name. And I think it was like Tiffany or something like that. Nothing personal up here, Tiffany, but that was like, that drink was made for you. And they identified what her economics were, what her, her, you know, uh, uh, designation in life, how she had kids, and they literally built this drink and the marketing right around that. Yeah. And it's because at the end of the day, we all aren't very different. That was a hot time in, in marketing. That's when I was in marketing in in like the the early 2010s, where it was like the buyer persona, but they were like like contract out a graphic designer to actually draw the person yep. <laughs> for your PowerPoint slide. Here is Raj. Raj loves sports. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but yeah, I got out of that years ago, thankfully, because I couldn't take a meeting. You know, what's fascinating is a lot of that is now translating over into the audio format because 71% mm. of podcasts are still consumed audibly. Right. Sure. And uh, the, when we remove our eyes, our visual intake, we actually expand our acceptability, our awareness, our ability to learn and grow because our visuals is what colors so much of, of how we perceive things. 80% of our perceptions comes from our optics, right? It comes in visually. And when you close that and you create an audio format, all of a sudden, so many uh, preconceived limitations or ideations are gone. And we're seeing now how that's starting to kind of affect marketing right. because the funnels, like all these funnels, everybody's like, I'm going to build a funnel and it's going to produce sex. Well, here's the reality. A good funnel is 10K. And I will tell you why is to get a single email. You've got to go seven layers deep. It is the craziest thing, but people are getting smart. And funnel reception from client to close, from mm -hmm. cold lead to client to close, is now less than 0.054%. Wow. So you've got to do a lot of leads right. in order to get one client. 
So you got to have a lot of money to pay Facebook. Right, <laughs> Zuckerberg yeah, yeah. loves you. If you don't want to get out and actually network and and do things and you know talk to people, sure. Zuckerberg loves you, man. Just keep running those funnels. Can I ask you a question about networking? Because you are like guru status when it comes to that. Because everyone show you've been on to, you, everyone you make a good impression. All the other podcasts are like, oh my God, Kim, you're the greatest. But for someone starting out, networking can be absolutely scary. Not so much putting yourselves out there, but the mix of putting yourself out there versus putting the little nuggets of, yeah, I kind of do this if you're interested. You don't want to sell too hard the first time. You don't want to not mention it. What's been your mix? What's been your formula? Well, don't sell. Never right. sell. Always share. Always share. Follow the host guide right? So be it on a podcast or a live networking event. And actually, here's the reality. Introverts can make the best networkers. They think they can't. But the reality is, is introverts are able to actually listen. Whereas extroverts like me are already thinking of the answer. I have to actually slow the roll so I can take intake what people are saying so I can connect. Intro introverts are really have this very fascinating skill around this. So if they can actually take any kind of speaking training or anything like that, like um, what's the, the, the free one that is Duolingo? Nope. Not Duolingo. There's an uh, actual speakers group. Nope. Not oh, online. Toastmasters. Help Toastmasters. Me Toastmasters. <laughs> okay. So every introvert that has a great product or service should absolutely do in Toastmasters because Toastmasters will teach them how to have those pull out of your pocket icebreakers. Right. And that's all an introvert needs to get an extrovert to talk. Right. All you need is one icebreaker. So I, I, I think that extroverts out there like me, I'm not picking on you, but learn to listen. That's the biggest challenge. Learn to listen because it's not about you. If right. you want to bring people into your world, it's not about you. It's how you can serve them. What's their pain point? What do they need? It's about them. And if you're an introvert, just go stacked with some really great icebreakers and let all the introverts talk. <laughs> what, what's or an icebreaker? Like, what, okay, what's a natural one that doesn't sound like you're like doing an icebreaker, I guess? You know what I mean? Well, icebreakers Could myself, I always look for unique aspects about each person it could be okay. something they have because you don't want to walk up and your icebreaker be what do you do what do you do what right. do you do what right. do you do right because we're all working to be something more than what they do what we do right so looking for um what are some commonalities so for example uh, if you're in a city that is three weeks out from a major event, like a, a festival of some sort or a game of some sort, and it's the whole city kind of is buzzing about it, this becomes a great icebreaker. You know, hi, I'm Kim. You are super excited. Have you seen the festival lineup this year? That's smooth. That is smooth. That is a really great icebreaker because it's it's somewhat of an open question. And then if they say yes or no, then be prepared for your next question or offer of information. If they say, yes, I have, then you say, what are you most excited about? 
And you just move it that way. Get them to share. Now you're finding out, do they like jazz music? Do they like punk music? Do they, do, are they artistic? Are they, if they say, uh, yes, I saw it, but I am not going anywhere near that. Great. No problem. <laughs> right. You know, so what are you going to be doing instead? Are you headed off to an Airbnb in the next state over? Like, what are you doing? But it's about them. And that's what we forget. We're all wrapped up in, holy crap, I've got to make another $300 this month because <laughs> my tomatoes are 30% higher at the grocery right. store. And we're so freaked out over that, that we're not allowing people to share with us the opportunity. People will tell you everything they need if you just give them the opportunity. What do well, you I'm need, Flobo? I, I, I need $300 because tomatoes are expensive. Like. <laughs> I love pizza. I love sauce. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh. You're starting to eat your pizza, Sam's vegetables, meat, cheese, and sauce. Basically, you're down to bread and right. pretending. Bread and water. Bread and pretending. That's my pizza sauce. <laughs> no, it's funny. I'm glad you say that because I know when I first heard about icebreakers, and this is why I asked that, and I was starting on my DJ business, and I was I was scared, right? I was scared because I was pushed out of corporate America forcibly. Uh, this is actually in my book, but I was let go Thanksgiving Day one year, but it was right in a, in, uh, in engagement season. So I would call, and I'd be like, so, want to get married? Like, I didn't know what to do. But that is way smoother, and I wish I had that technique years ago to help me out. So Part of that's I age. Part of that's age. And it's, it's hard. I mean, it's – rarely do we find um, – Gen Zs that that you know the people in their twenties that have these unique skills, and we start seeing the real development in that in the thirties. And I think part of it is is becoming really aware as to who we are, mm -hmm. not what society is telling us, not what social media is telling us we should be, but who we really are. Because I think that you know in your thirties you're able to really start. Um, I think you really start understanding, you understand your mortality, mm -hmm. you understand the timeline that you've been gifted with, and you really start thinking about, what do I really want to accomplish? But speaking of Gen Zs, oh my gosh, Wit and I saw, what's her name? I want to say Zaria, but I'm not sure if that's correct. Zendaya? Zendaya. Is that the, is that the uh, owl from Duolingo? Oh, no. No, no, the owl, the gal who actually is part, she does the owl for Duolingo is 24 years old and has managed to make that bloody owl go viral so many times. And this girl was probably one of the sharpest Gen Zs that I have ever, ever. Zaria Paravent. Zaria. She, okay. It, everybody needs to follow this gal. That was probably one of the most impactful conversations I have ever listened to on today's marketing. She's brilliant. She was brilliant. She made me feel really old, but she's brilliant. Right. Yeah, that's mortality for you. Oh, she was and, hilarious. Shout out to you being Canadian saying Gen Z. The first time I was like, what does that mean? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Gen Z. Indian, Gen Z. My, my yeah. parents are West Indian immigrants. So it took me a minute to go, oh, yeah, that's British. That's British. Yeah. No, uh, I like I said, I've been here. Since 1994. Oh, been wow. In, I've been here a long time, had my family here. I was a waitress in Vegas. Actually, I was a homeless waitress, single mom in Vegas, okay. working at the, the, the uh, Mirage Hotel when I met my husband, who's Canadian. And then I found out that Canada has like medical for yeah. everyone. And I'm like, oh, we're not staying here. I'm, 
headed north. Right. Little did I know that 30 years later, I'd be here still with a freaking shovel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, cat is cold. Uh, well, Mirage is one of my favorite resorts, and it's sad that they're tearing it down. But like, if you don't want me asking, was it like a business trip that, that your husband was in town for? Or? Yeah, he was actually, my husband's super smart. He is. He's super smart. And um, he was there. So you know the big digital sign in front of MGM? When yeah. that digital sign went up, that was the largest digital sign globally. And my husband worked with the team that was doing digital integration within uh, standard uh like uh, furniture or standard structures. So he's been on that. He was in that um, since the mid eighties. He actually was, their company was one of the they were com uh, competitors for, for Travelocity. So oh, they wow. lost out. They were, they were like number two in the lineup for this, uh, the software developer that ended up taking Travelocity, which it was not called Travelocity at the time, but taking that and developing that into the tool it is now. Wow. So that is something that was not in my notes, but I'm just, I'm so definitely curious. So you, you decided to go from the hot hills of Vegas because the Vegas is a whole everything to the world of Canada, which again, it's a whole other world to me, quite literally. It is. But, but a lot of the things that are very American, personality-wise, culture-wise, stayed, persevered. Uh, and we're talking about before yeah. we went live today about like your approach to business, your approach to growing your business and yourself and your platform. How much of, of, of the American side of you still exists after being there for so long? That Girl Scout is there every bloody day. And I do not give up. I do yeah. not give up. The, the, I, I, I do not expect anything for free. Um, and, and I, and I, and I do not believe I'm entitled to anything. I'm here by the good grace of whatever you believe in, whatever, whatever higher entity you believe in. That's not for me to make that call, but I know I'm here through somebody's grace. And, um, I, I just, I just hustle every day and I'm not afraid of the word hustle. When, when did this become a bad word? You know, I'm not a hustler. I'm out here hustling every day working. And it doesn't matter if it's a record year where I'm cracking that seven figures or if it's in a new startup and I want to cry in the back of my closet because I don't <laughs> understand the technology in order both? to get where I know sometimes it is both. Sometimes it is both. I'm having a yeah. great call with a client and then later I'm crying in my closet. I have a right. very large walk-in closet. So. Respect. Um, but yeah. I stretch out to cry. I love it. That's where I go to cry. I don't want anybody to see me cry. I'm not a crier. Um, I, I'm not a, I'm not a keynote speaker because if I was a keynote speaker, I'd probably be crying all the time. So I just keep it short and quick. I'm nice. good in short, in short sprints. But yeah, I, I think that that has been my true, you know, everybody's using this word superpower or, you know, I, I think that's what really has helped me stand out in the Canadian market is is uh, I am not afraid to make my own economy. And I just want I just want to put one thing out there folks. For everybody who currently has a corporate job. If you are not right now today starting to build your personal brand, you will be in huge trouble when you are right-sized because companies, corporations are right-sizing, not downsizing, right-sizing every day of the week now. And I will tell you, 
I talk to women on this about, uh, I, I go to women's corporate lunches and I talk mm. to them, what is your brand? And it's not the company you work for because companies are right sizing left, right, and center. So that would be my challenge. If anybody takes anything away from this show, I want you to go. And if you are, if you have an employer, which is very awesome because it's always build a bit, it's always awesome to build a brand while somebody else is paying your wage. It's the best way to do it. Go back and start tracking everybody thing you've done, every event you've organized for your corp corporation, every deal you've saved, every creative solution that you've ever put in place and start documenting the crap out of everything. And then go into your LinkedIn and put as a second underneath your, your corporate day job, you put, if you are a CFO, a CMO or anything like that in your company, you put fractional and you start setting that up so that when when and I say when because that's a high likelihood it's a win, baby. If you're over 45, you're just looking down the barrel. They are just this is this is the truth of the economy. People have to work faster, leaner, um, and get stuff done. And that's the same with corporations. They've got people that they got to appease with winning winnings or winnings, sorry, earnings. Mm -hmm. Um, and they can't afford you to to have these big salaries. That, you know, so if you want that, you need to go and actually start setting that up and set the language yourself. And if you've worked 15 years for three different corporations and you've done amazing things, you need to make sure all of that is set up underneath your brand as a fractional whatever or consultant whatever. Get it done today. So when you get laid off, you will have on LinkedIn two years, a year, eight months three years, whatever it be, from the time you set that up, you will be prepared. And you can say, by the way, I have two and a half years as a fractional CFO. I've spent the last six years at this company full time. However, I want to bring my expertise to start up a mid-level mid companies so that they too can excel and grow. And that is how you transition and you are no longer downsized. You've been right-sized into the right opportunity. So there's my two cents. I, I love the two cents there, but that just kind of raises the question because there is the, the division of labor and being expertise, but you did mention the concept of personal brand. And I feel like that phrase is, is everlasting, but it has evolved over the past year, five years, five weeks, five hours. <laughs> what, is a, what does a personal brand look like today for someone who may have the expertise, but they might know how to leverage that into making them unique in the marketplace? Well, first thing is if, so I, I had this opportunity of sitting through like 164 TEDx micro talks in the month wow. of October. So it was an amazing experience. This one woman really stood out to me. She like super, super, super smart woman. She did not get downsized, right size. She owned the company, but I'm going to use her as a personality example. You get a lot of people who are in these really cerebral positions so a chief uh, financial officer or in the finance space or the HR space. And these are all very linear thinkers. The challenge is, is when you're transitioning to an entrepreneurial space, you need to be more than a linear thinker. You need to have the full creative and the, the, all these other pieces. What this gal has done is she challenged herself to do the a TEDx training and do public speaking. Because she is very, very much an introvert and she knew that she needed to do that. So she did that so she could actually speak 
her expertise. A lot of people don't know how to bring their expertise down to like a grade four level. Mm -hmm. And that by doing that, that learning to speak about it, she was able to bring it down to a grade four level. And your brand does is not necessarily a logo or anything like that. It's owning your expertise and what you can speak on. That's your brand. And believe it or not, you already have a brand. Everybody has a brand out there. It's mm -hmm. just who created it. Right. That's bam. <laughs> you can't be mic dropping so early in our show. What's going, what's, what's going on there, Kim? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. It's been real. No, I'm just uh no, but you're absolutely right. I feel like there there is a bit of an intrinsic thing, but I know there's maybe someone maybe cynical and be like, back when I was a kid, that was called personality and reputation. But it's more than that. It's a bit more nuanced. No, it makes you. I mean, our our uh, SM uh, small small medium enterprise in North America now equates to like I think it's, it's like it's over the ninety mark now of local economy. It is the backbone, and it's only going to continue to grow through. I mean, we're in basically the age of the Renaissance in the sense that we've moved from manual labor, the industrial age, and now we're moving into this creative age. Yeah. And what an amazing time and opportunity. There's a lot of scary stuff. I, I spoke with my mom. She's still in Wichita, and I love her dearly. But she started telling me all about how we're headed for World War III and right. And yeah. I'm going, I said, World War III is not going to be fought by guns. We're seeing a lot of crap out there. And what's happening in the Ukraine, what's happened in uh, you know, the Palestine and, and Egypt, like these we I get it. I'm not anybody who's listening to this, I have I have friends, personal Canada is actually a high refugee acceptance for uh, people from Ukraine. And actually, Alberta has one of the highest, it's a disproportionate number of Ukrainian uh, um, immigrants. So, oh, and know. a lot of my film crew is Ukrainian. So I'm not discrediting this. However, the war is not coming via guns. It's coming through economy. And uh, take a look what just happened at... Um, MGM, MGM and Caesar both got hit by ransom. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. MGM ended up paying out, out close to $100 million to bring right and tight their system because they refused to play the ransom, pay the ransom. Caesars paid the ransom and they paid it like a $20 million ransom, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that is the next war. That is the yeah. next war. Is is the that that attack of finance, the attack of information, that type of thing. So, um, but yeah, half the my, battle is legitimate, I guess. Yeah, you or know, more than half the battle now. Right? Yeah, exactly. So my mom's all about like, and, and there's all this shell game going on. We're going to keep my mom over here, who's absolutely going to vote next time, and we're going to keep her looking over here at all of you know uh, our rights and the fear around all of this. She did not even know what happened with MGM and Caesars. Right. And it's like, this is massive. This is massive because for every one of these we hear, there's a thousand medium-sized medium businesses that are being attacked. I know of a guy who has a, he's in LA. He yeah. has a production studio that does VR integration. Okay. Yeah. And he he got hit for a million dollars. Oh wow! Yep. 
Yeah. It's funny because I actually know someone that that's based too. I guess that's very LA, right? But that's that's some dress tragic to hear. Did he pay the ransom or he paid it because they had to get moving fast because they were in the startup round funding. They couldn't oh have gosh. all their stuff locked down. So yeah. they they found the money. They they had to. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. I know you got everything unlocked very quickly, or maybe he's yeah. just really smart, but I think he paid. So, but yeah, most, most people will pay, be it 3,000, 5,000, 100,000. And that's, that's literally what's going on. That's the, that's the biggest, that's, that's where it's being played out. That's dirty pool, man. That's oh, dirty yeah. pool. It, it definitely is. And, and and thanks for, for bringing that attention to it. Cause it did seem like from, cause I'm a Vegas guy. I go to Vegas, like, 50 times, 55 times in my lifetime. I, I remember when the Stardust was brought down. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. It's on the side of the Neo Museum. Um, and I was a high roller, not because of the money I spent, because I just went like like every month in the middle of the week. You don't like have children, do you? No. Nope. You have children? Mm. No. See, nope. you can no. afford that stuff. I'm going to be poor the day I die because <laughs> my kids <laughs> yeah. have eaten me out of house at home. <laughs> it's true. We're girl. I'm 38 years old. I'm still a growing boy. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll have two steaks, please. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of tough under the rug. So I'm glad you, you mentioned that. Uh, I, I just, have you what ever, you saying? hold on. Have you ever gone to the pepper mill in Vegas? Yeah. 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 I That's love the pepper mill. Yeah. Side room, the fireside room. I go there all the yes! time. Yes. Fireside room. Just don't look at yeah. it in a black light. But yeah, no, oh, that too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. That was where yeah. I had my second date with my husband, was in the Fireside Lounge. Oh, he yeah. was he was hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I would have a date there. I know. <laughs> I know. I, 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 yeah. But it's like, God, I am not buying their dating guide. I am not. It works yeah. every time. We yeah. get you in there, it's like all moody. And what, what sold me was that. Uh, Crown Royal Canadian whiskey, right? Uh, they had every flavor uh, on the wall, and it was winter time, so they had the salted caramel. Two of those, and I could have been married <laughs> to, to the waitress, to the bartender, to the sir, everyone. I was like, yeah. Now you, now you know how Doug and I met. No. <laughs> Canadian whiskey, who knew? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this has been so much fun here on New Amsterdam Radio. But we have before we get you out of here, we ask our guests a little bit kind of fun questions. Well, I think they're fun. Your mileage may vary. Uh, are you down to play? Absolutely. Cool. Do you believe in days off? And if so, what do you do? Do I believe in days off? You know, when my kids were young, yes, I believe in days off because I needed to hibernate. Now I just listen to my body and once every 10, 12 days I'll crash, but I love what I do. So a lot of people think I'm always working, but it's, I'm I'm seeking solutions and creating conversations. So I, I don't take a lot of days off. Okay, I'm gonna steal that. Thanks. Uh, creating solutions. Okay, write that down. Uh, wh- what is the greatest gift you ever received from a fan of your work? Oh, there's so many. I I've been very very blessed. Very blessed. I had okay. I'll just I'll share. Fred, I just had Fred Fancheck on a podcast with the Back to Business Calgary podcast, which I'm so fortunate to be able to be the host of. And it's the oldest business club here in Calgary. And uh, Fred Franchuk showed up and he offers a service to help seniors stay in place and, uh, and, and, and age with grace, right? And uh, it's a really cool program. And he brought me a Yeti mug and he, with the brand and he goes, I am your number one fan. I've listened to every episode. I love what you're doing. You're the best. So that was the most recent. That one made me feel really good. And huge shout out to Fred. He is loving what he's doing. And he's helping people age with dignity. 
and uh, some of the stories he shared, like we're all going to face it with our parents or we will be the parent someday or the old person someday. And I'm glad there's Fred's out there. Yeah. I'm glad there's Fred's out there too. That's really, that's really nice. Um, What would you say is your favorite junk food if you partake? Oh, I partake. Honey, I'm, (laughs) I'm rocking 35 pounds more than I should. Does wine count as a favorite junk food? (laughs) I mean, it, it, was, it was like nutrients, I think. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Wine and um, junk food, junk food. Okay. So I would have to say a good one here in Canada is poutine. Oh, yeah. I, have yeah, poutine. Yeah. I love poutine. Um, any kind of what we call pub grub we'll make here at home. That's the fried cheeses. Anything fried. Basically anything fried. Anything fried and wine is, okay. is yeah. And and did I mention wine? <laughs> wine is pretty good. <laughs> uh, when I'm in Canada, I make sure to grab a case of steam whistle pilsner, but I always buy way too much, so I have to drink them all before I leave. <laughs> and so that ends up being junk food. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, shout out to steam whistle. Uh, do you consider yourself a morning person or a night person? Both. I would say I'm a little bit of both. I wake up excited. My husband is that guy. Have you ever seen those those uh, videos where it's like one person's like, "Don't talk to me," and the other person's like, "Hey, let's go do it." Yeah. I that is my husband. Uh, I my husband. He is like he hides from me, so I'm not allowed to actually leave the bedroom for 30 minutes after he has left, so he can have 30 minutes to wake up and prepare. Right. down and i've i've because i'm one of these people i'm crazy i i wake up at one o'clock or three o'clock in the morning and i'm writing notes or or i go into my phone and i'll i'll put it in my calendar i need to do this this this, and this and i'm just processing all night long i'm processing and i wake up and i said hey guess what i found an idea for that calendar we got this and my husband's like You are Batman. You just out there Gotham Citying the entire night. <laughs> it's like, it's best thinking is the middle of the night. But yeah, yeah best thinking is the middle of the night for me. Yeah, me too. But all the stores are closed. I'm like, oh man, if I had a crappling hook and a scuba diving gear, I could totally like it's like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, but so time. Uh, do, do you have and our last question here? Do you have a travel bucket list? And if so, where is on it? Where which oh, travel one? bucket list? Okay, this is gonna sound this is going to sound odd, but, and I have, I have huge bucket lists, but what I really want to do next, and I'm working right now to, my goal would be 2024, 2025 to have a sponsor and be able to go in an RV across the United States and meet everybody I've interviewed in person. And that's, you know, like go to Omaha, Nebraska. There's got to be cool stuff there. Um, You know, go to all the places that I've met amazing human beings and get to actually spend a day with them, be able to make actual contact with them. And that, and that would be uh, come to LA and, and, and meet you and, and record that. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, that whole connection and community piece. So that is my, that's my big travel bucket right now. And I'm just trying to figure out a way to finagle a sponsor out of that. And uh, if I can connect it with doing uh, different conferences along the way and meeting people and, and, and then we'll start on Europe because I've had quite a few guests from Europe. 
a lot of good wine bars out here in LA and California, Sonoma County and all that. So, yeah. Napa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they say it's been dry, it's not because the weather's not raining. It's like, oh, Kim's been here. <laughs> and somebody in the RV is going around town drinking them all. <laughs> He's a, a big pink RV. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. I know you're super busy. And the fact you spent some time with me means the world. If, if someone wanted to connect with you, follow you online, just book you, how'd they go about doing that? The easiest thing is to go to resilientnewmedia.com. And that's resilientnewmedia.com. I host several shows. But from that one point, you'll be able to find everything and connect with me. The queen of resilience, right? <laughs> I am the queen of resilience. I actually have it tattooed right here on my arm. So every day oh, when cool. I write or do something, yeah. um, if you ain't dead, if you're not, if you're not dying from it, you can overcome it. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.